0: Romans chapter 10, and today if I were to give it a title, it's how to share the gospel. As Paul is just building one thing after another, he's like, this is how you do it. What do you do? Let me show you. And so we're going to get into that in just a moment. As always, if you like what we're doing here, make sure you like, share, and subscribe this on the YouTube. Thank you so much for doing that. Man, we're really growing, and it's awesome. I can't wait to get over 1,000 so we can do these other interviews I've got planned, but thank you. Keep on sharing those, and make sure you take a moment right now, if you're watching it on YouTube... If you haven't already done so, it is the bottom or right below this video on the right. You'll see a subscribe button. Make sure you hit that. Make sure on the left you hit like button. It really helps us. If you listen to this on the podcast, you're still my favorites. (laughs) I love you so much. Make sure you're leaving us a five-star review. It also really helps. And everybody over, I just want to say this. I don't write any of the devotions over at the Facebook group because there's there's other people that are equipped and do that so much better than I could, and they're doing so good. So I want to encourage you over the next couple of days, I want you to comment on those and just tell them thank you. Just say thank you for all their hard work. They're doing an amazing job, and it really is awesome to hear what God's doing in their life. Well, if you got your Bibles, want to get them ready with me, Romans chapter 10, we're going to be jumping into God's word in just a moment, but I want to kind of catch you up on what's going on. Paul is writing this to the church in Rome. There's some some guy who's there. He's got the, the scroll open, and he's reading this for Paul. And it is a systematic walk through the gospel. And he's slowly laying this out. And, it, and it's awesome, because it's like we're getting to hear Paul preach the first sermon he would take to a city. And what he would say is, chapter one, is it's all about the fact that we, don't. the reason why we need the gospel is because we all went our own way. Chapter two is, is all about it doesn't matter who you are. Everybody went their own way. Chapter three, God gave the gospel, or excuse me, the law to show us just how far we had fallen. But then four and five is all about we have an opportunity to come back to Christ, like that believing loyalty. And that when we do, chapter six, we're no longer slaves. We don't have to sin anymore. We have the freedom to not give in. those desires and to medicate those broken places and chapter seven though is that it's it's always a work in progress we're always growing in it but chapter eight thank god that we never lose sight of what god is doing in all of us and he's always moving in our lives and it's just a powerful awesome thing and then now chapter nine which was yesterday he talked about how god's heart continues to seek after the lost even those who've turned their back on him he still seeks after them. And now chapter 10 is, well, if God is seeking after those and we're supposed to seek after them too, what do we do? <laughs> how do we actually do this? And and it reminds me of when I was first you know, wanting to, to go to work and make some money, I wanted to go be a salesman. And one of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to sell cell phones. I loved cell phones, love technology, and it's cell phone, flip phones and all that was kind of a new thing. That's how old I am. And I just loved it. And I loved how I was able to stay in touch with my friends and my family. And so I was passionate about it. I really wanted to help people get connected. Here's the problem: I couldn't sell anything. I couldn't, I, I it was it was horrible. I, I couldn't have sold a glass of water to someone dying in the desert. I mean, I just it was horrible. And so someone sat down and they were like, Yo, passion is great, but you need a plan. You need to understand how to express this passion that you have. And so what they did is they sat me down and they started teaching me how to express all these things and it turned out that it was wonderful well that's exactly what paul is doing is he's sitting here going okay look we want to see everybody come to christ let me show you how i share the gospel with them so we get a a master class from the man himself you know on how to share the gospel with everybody so if you want to take take a seat and learn from the yoda the the master ninja himself as he gets ready Here we go. You ready? Chapter 10. Got your coffee ready. This is how you share the gospel with somebody, according to Paul. Verse 1. Dear brothers and sisters, the longing of my heart and my prayer to God is for the people of Israel to be saved. I know what enthusiasm they have for God, but it's misdirected zeal. For they do not understand God's way of making people right with Himself, refusing to accept God's way. They cling to their own way of getting right with God by trying to keep the law. For Christ has already accomplished this purpose for which the law was given. As a result, all who believe in him are made right with God. So the first thing he said was, is find that common ground. I know you want to find God just like I do. So we have this thing in common. Find that common ground and then do this. For Moses writes that the law's way of making a person right with God requires obedience to all of its commands. But faith's way of getting right with God says, don't say in your heart who will go up to heaven to bring Christ down to earth, and don't say who will go down to the place of the dead to bring Christ back to life again. In fact, it says the message is very close at hand. It's on your lips and in your heart. And that message is the very message about faith that if we preach, or that we preach, that if you will confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is by believing in your heart that you are made right with God, and it is by confessing with your mouth that you are saved. Now pause for a moment. The first thing he did was, is he said, find that common ground that we all want to reach God. And the second thing he said was, don't sit there, don't, don't try to reason with them, and don't try to say, yo, is it this or is it that? Just say, you know what, actually it's the gospel. We're not going to get off into the weeds if we can help it. We're going to stay with the gospel. And then once you find that thread of the truth of God's word, you say, you know what? The next step is on you. You have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that he's king of all kings, and then give your heart over to him. So find common ground. Don't get distracted. Declare the gospel. Invite them to join in, or not join, but invite them to give their heart to Jesus. Verse 11, as the scriptures tell us, anyone who trusts in him will never be disgraced. Jew and Gentile are the same in this respect. They have the same Lord who gives generously to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. But how can they call on him if they, unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him unless they've, if they've never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. So next he says, you find common ground. You don't get distracted. You tell them the gospel. You give them the chance. And then you go looking for opportunities. You go looking for opportunities. Verse 16. But not everyone who welcomes the good news, but not everyone welcomes the good news. For Isaiah the prophet said, Lord, who has believed our message? So faith comes from hearing, and that is hearing the good news about Christ. But I ask, have the people of Israel actually heard the message? Yes, they have. The message has gone out throughout the earth and the, and the words to all the world. But I ask, did the people of Israel really understand? Yes, they did. For even in the time of Moses, God said, I will rouse your jealousy through the people who are not yet even a nation. I will provoke your anger through the foolishness of the Gentiles. And later, Isaiah spoke boldly for God, saying, I, I was found by people who were not looking for me, and I showed myself to those who were not asking for me. But regarding Israel, God said, All day long I opened my arms to them, but they were disobedient and rebellious. So the final thing he said was, understand at the end of the day, it's between them and God. So what is it that Paul just said? Chapter 9, he said, look, here's the big idea. Not everybody's going to receive this, or not everybody is is going to, but our job is to preach the gospel. So Paul's 101 <laughs> basic steps on sharing the gospel is this. Number one, find common ground. We all are seeking after something bigger than ourselves, Seeking after God. Number two, don't get distracted by side items and things and all that, you know, keep that away if you can. Number three, share the gospel, that if you'll confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart the gospel of Jesus Christ, you'll be saved. Give them the opportunity, but then trust the Lord to do what you can't do and realize that at the end, it's up to them. And so there's no pressure on you. It's a joyful celebration. That was one of the things when I was working and trying to sell those cell phones. At first, I would feel bad if someone didn't buy one, like, what did I do wrong? How, how did this go wrong? And all of that. And I remember one day the, the guy who was uh, my boss, he said, you know, Brandon, everyone's got to make up their own mind here. <laughs> I mean, you can have the best presentation. You can be super passionate. You can have the best motives, but at the end of the day, you know, you're not the one that's got to take that you know phone home and then pay for it and all that kind of stuff. So at the end of the day, they have to make up their own mind. And when it comes to sharing the gospel, that's one of the things I've seen sometimes that really mess people up is they say, you know, what, what happens if they don't receive it? What happens if they don't enjoy, you know, enjoy hearing about God or, or whatever? I, I don't want to do it wrong. Well, here's the thing. Your job is not to save anybody. Your job is to present the gospel. It's God's job to save people. That's all we have to do is present the gospel. You know, as a matter of fact, I heard someone say one time that someone needs to hear the gospel presentation no less than seven times before they actually hear it. That doesn't mean they're going to get saved after seven times, but it means they're actually going to hear it. So statistically, if you're one of seven, then that means most likely when you share the gospel with someone, they're not going to get, give their life to Christ when you talk to them that first time. Your job is to put a pebble in their shoe. Something that's going to make them think and something that's going to be there. And and then it's the Holy Spirit that grows that in them. So here's my question for you today. Who is somebody today that you need to put a pebble in their shoe? Who is someone that you've already been praying for them and you've already been hoping? And and who, who is someone that God has cultivated this relationship so that you can share your hope with them? Well, this is what I want to encourage you to do today. I want to encourage you to strike up a conversation with them. And if the conversation is able to get around to God and your story, share your story with them and find that common ground of we all need peace. We all need hope. We all need something bigger than ourselves. Don't get bogged down in all of the distractions and all of the what ifs and all this kind of stuff. Keep it about the main thing, which is the gospel. Give them the invitation to receive Christ for themselves. Make it a point to tell them specifically what the gospel is and then trust the Lord to do the rest. Keep the door open and trust him to do the rest. I know it can seem like a lot because there's also spiritual warfare that's happening. The enemy of your soul does not want you to share the good news with someone else. But thank goodness somebody shared it with you. And God has empowered all of us to make a difference in our world. And so we plant the seed, we put the pebble in the shoe, and we let the Holy Spirit do the rest. And you never know, you might be that final one when they go, yes, I want to receive Christ. Because I'm going to tell you, there's nothing like it. And there's one thing better than heaven and worse than hell. And you know what that is? Taking somebody with you. When you have an opportunity to share Christ and you don't, it's a horrible, horrible feeling. But if you take that opportunity and you share Christ, you know what happens? You get to experience the newness and the goodness and the joy of the Lord. And there's nothing like it in the world. Let's pray together. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you, God, that just as you're challenging us to share the gospel with others, I'm so thankful that once upon a time, someone shared the gospel with us. My prayer, God, is you'll give us wisdom today that we'll share the gospel. And then when we do that, Lord, you will add your blessings. And Lord, you'll help us put those pebbles in those shoes so that we can make a difference in the lives of others. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. My prayer for you is that Romans 1.16 will be your story when it says this, I am not ashamed of the good news. Why? It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. I love you. I'll see you tomorrow for Romans chapter 11.